Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. How are we doing this morning, church? That is good. Ah. Living in victory? That is good. That is what we want to hear in the house of the Lord. The victorious cry of his people. Uh, Yeah, it is a real honor and a privilege to be uh, speaking with you this morning. And uh, the Lord is doing wonderful things on the face of the planet. And um, man, in these days, it's a really interesting uh, season that the, the world is coming to as we look across the globe. We're looking, you know, our island here, but we look further abroad into across New Zealand, Australia, America, and then other parts of the world. What we're beginning to witness really is a crossroad for the world where the world and the, the demonic nature of society is getting deeper into darkness. And it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper and sin abounds in the world today. And what we are seeing is really a, a huge push of the enemy and a huge push of darkness uh, across the globe. But the exciting thing is the church of Jesus Christ in these days is going to carry more power and more of the presence of the Holy Spirit than any other time in history. And it's a promise from the Word of God that in the last days, I will pour out my flesh, pour out my spirit on all flesh. And uh, the promise in the prophecy in in Joel chapter 2. And uh, man, that's exciting because we, we can look, like James said, we can look at the devil's news and uh, the devil's news comes through many platforms these days. Uh, one of those really being social media, man, it pops up all the time. It's like you can't go on Facebook without some form of discouragement hitting your spirit. It's like, oh, what's going on in this place? Uh, but the thing is this, is that our hope is not in this world. We're from another kingdom. And we, have a di- we serve a different God. And we serve the creator of the heavens and the earth, Right? We, we serve the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And he's who we put our trust in. And he's who we receive our faith from. And that's the exciting thing is no matter what the shaking happens in this planet, no matter what happens around your life, if your foundation is in the word of God and your foundation in your life is built with intimacy in the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter the shaking because we are grounded in him. We are grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. And man, we'll tell you what, there are things that are going to come on our planet and in our world and to our societies that are going to shake the living daylights out of us, right? If we put our trust and our hope and money and our careers and our jobs, I mean, we, we received a bit of a shaking through COVID, but I'll tell you what, there are things that are going to come that are going to blow COVID out of the water that humanity will not have answers to. And the things that will come and we're just like, what do we do? And our trust has to only be in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's an exciting place to be. Because sometimes when it's like we can either be all in or we've got things that we can hold attachments to. But when the things that we're holding attachments to no longer carry weight, and it's like, I can't even depend on these things anymore. We are forced to jump in deep to the things of the Spirit. And it's like, God, you are my one and only hope. And I put all my trust in you, and God, you need to come. 
And it's that desperation and that hunger that causes the hand of God to move so powerfully in our lives. You know, we don't serve a complacent God. And our God doesn't respond to complacency. And uh, yeah, that's really exciting. So I'm going to pray and then we'll get into the message this morning. So Father, we just thank you for your awesome presence, God. And Holy Spirit, we give you praise. We give you glory. Father, we yield our hearts into your hands this morning. And Lord, I just pray that you would come on this message, Father. Lord, that it wouldn't be my earthly flat words, but Father, Lord, let it be rhema. Lord, Lord, let it be revelation from heaven. Father, it's your spirit that can only change our hearts. Father, our humanness and our weakness, Lord God, it's, it's fleeting, it's worthless, Lord, but your presence, Lord, is everything. And Father, this morning I pray, Holy Spirit, you would come on these words. Flow right from the front to the back, we pray. And Lord, let you get all the glory. In Jesus Christ's wonderful name, amen and amen. Hey, let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah 55, verses 8. The book of Isaiah is super powerful. It's like, man, major prophet. <laughs> you know, the Bible you know, it talks about the major prophets and the minor prophets. But the, the book of Isaiah is really powerful. There's so much you know, revelation in there. Uh, but Isaiah 55 verse 8 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, this is the Lord speaking, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And really, this is the Lord speaking here, and he's saying, I am bigger than you. And the title of my message this morning is, God is big, we are not. God is big, we are not. And the, the more you get into the things of God, the more you read the word, the more you worship, the more you encounter him, the more you realize just how big he is and just how small we are. And our lives are just but a vapor. The Bible says they're but a vapor before the Lord. Here today, gone tomorrow. And sometimes in our lives, we get so caught up in earthly soulish things and our careers, and our jobs, and our families, and paying the bills, and paying off that mortgage, and getting that house, and uh, achieving things on the sports field, achieving things in our personal life, all of these things, they can distract us, and they can actually make us think we are bigger than what we really are. And it's a sobering thought when God says, my ways are higher than your ways. My, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And the thoughts that naturally come to us in our mind, we have to realize that these are earthly thoughts. Earthly, soulish. The, the Bible talks about how the, the ways of the world, the earthly, soulish, and then demonic. Right? You can, see a, you can see a pattern there. Earthly, then deeper into soulish, and then deeper into the demonic. But the Bible says also that the that the Spirit of the Lord says the ways of the wise, it winds upwards, right? We, we're called to go from glory to glory, right? And there's a big difference between the Spirit and the soul. See, the soul is in the, it's the flesh man, but the Spirit man, that is built and it, it, it yields to the Holy Spirit. That is what we connect to God with, with our spirit man. And I'll tell you this, that in our lives, we need to realize that the Spirit of God is so much bigger than who we are. 
is so much greater than who we are. The experience that we have had with God here on earth, right? Some people, man, like visitations and signs and wonders is just like, just, just blows your mind. But even that is just a tiny little glimpse into the glory of God. Like, it's, we, we cannot fathom the glory of God in our lives. It's just so much bigger, so much greater, so much beyond. We can't contain the presence of God. How can you limit a limitless God, right? How can you contain a God who can't be contained? It does not work. And this is the God that we serve. The nature of our God is just that he is so, so, so incredibly big and greater and more beyond. And the funny thing is my earthly words that I try to use to describe him will always fall flat. I can say he's big, he's massive, he's wonderful, he's splendorous. I'll make up these words and all of these things, but those will even not even do a little bit of justice to his glory. And we can't, I, I can't fully, do, the, the, the best word I can use to describe God is the word indescribable. Because that's just how big he is. I cannot describe him. And my humanness in the English vocabulary or whatever language we're speaking across the globe, there is not one word that can fully describe his glory. Right? And this is the God that we serve. And sometimes in our lives and in our churches that we can actually try to limit the presence of God. We limit the power of God. We limit the anointing. We try to put him into a box. And... Uh, in Christchurch, which is where our, our main church is, is based there, where we're birthed from, uh, they've been having a conference at the moment. Uh, our main head apostle, Murray's called the, the conference Holy Spirit, Fire and Glory. And basically, a little bit of backstory, in 1992, which is 30 years ago, this conference now is a celebration of 30 years of the Spirit of God touching the church in Christchurch, and out of that, the Spirit moved. And now there's... You know, over 100, church, 100 celebration churches in our movement across the globe. But it really came out of the one church in Christchurch that the Spirit of God touched in 1992. It was 30 years ago. And the Spirit of the Lord came to the church there uh, all these years ago. And basically, the glory of God touched the church in such a way that shifted the church into the supernatural. And it wasn't about... It wasn't about, you know, our, our meetings, our church structures, our, you know, come in and clock in at 10, you get out at 11 because the Holy Spirit has to go before we shut the door. Like, it's not like that. It's like God comes and he obliterates our, our structures, the things, the boxes we try to contain him in. He just shifts right out of it. And I'll tell you what, in, our, in uh, at this conference that uh, is, uh, just happened over this past week, We've been tuning into the live streams each uh, day session and each night session. And basically, Murray asked all the preachers to share about what happened 30 years ago and to testify about the moves of the Holy Spirit back then and then to share about what they believe that the Lord is doing uh, and now and what he's going to do. And I'll tell you what, it blows the rationale out of your mind. The boxes that we have tried to put him in, or the ways that we think God moves, he just comes along and just goes, bang, and shifts everything out. And it's like, what the heck? Like, it's just like the, the ways of God are higher than our ways. They're so much bigger. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching them testify about the visitations they've had. 
and the chariots of fire coming in, just, just sweeping them up, and just the angels, people dancing with angels, people, the, um, Nancy was sharing about how they were, and one night there's a lady, uh, her name's Jill Austin, she's a prophetess from America that came through all these years ago, and uh, Mary Nancy talked about how she, there was just such an anointing on her life where she actually had this liberty to almost play with God, not in a disrespectful way or a reverent way, but the angels and the angelic realm would just shift open of the call of God in her life and that uh, she would just have the, the freedom and the liberty to, for the, the, the joy and it's like the wonder of God, the wonder. It's like just like, just, it, it's, it's hard to describe. And how many people actually gone on and watched the live streams over the weekend? I would encourage you, it's on YouTube, Celebration Church TV, um, and go in and watch them. Murray shared a, uh, a recording. He rediscovered a recording from 30 years ago of when he had his visitation of the living creatures. Now, the living creatures it talks about in uh, Isaiah chapter 6, and Revelation chapter 4 also talks about in uh, Ezekiel chapter 1 and Ezekiel chapter 10. Uh, the living creatures that surround the throne of God. And when you begin to read into that, you realize how, I don't want to use the word weird, because that you know, it's, it's, you know, can sound disrespectful, but how just different God operates to how we have seen and experienced. And Murray played a tape, they recorded, they interviewed him right after he had um, encountered the Lord. And so he's still very much fresh and it's raw. It is raw. It's like, my goodness, like the intensity of the Spirit of God. He had four visitations, uh, the, the living creatures. He had visitations about going across the globe. He had a visitation where um, about the bride of Christ and how the religious church has uh, chained the bride and abused the bride um, in such a way that uh, tried to shut down the, the, the glory of God coming through the bride. And I want to encourage you, it's on the Wednesday night, to go and listen to that tape. And it, it, when I was listening to it afterwards, I was just kind of a little bit shocked. I was like, like you know how you get undone in the glory of God? And the, the presence are like, man, like, wow. Like, I don't, like, I, I was just kind of proud. I was like, Lord, I don't know you. Like, I don't know you in this deep way. Not in like I don't, you know, not like I'm not born again or I'm not filled with the Spirit. But Lord, there's just so much more in you. Like, I've only just had the littlest glimpse of your glory in my life. And it's like, Lord, just, just touch in such a deep, deep, profound way how you want to move. Move how you, let me lift off the limitations that we place on you. And what I'm going to share about this morning is that we need to lift off the limitations that we place on God. The boxes we try to put him into, the conformity, and a lot of the time out of our insecurities, out of our uh, self-preservation, we try to limit the Holy Spirit into such a way that is comfortable for us. And because we don't want it to get, we don't want to get awkward in the church. We don't want to look weird, right? The, the, the insecurity the flesh man gets up, like, oh, okay, yep, yep, oh, just, just, that's enough. That's, that, that's enough. But I'll tell you, when the glory of God comes, He does not care about our insecurities. He doesn't regard our, you know, our, our awkwardness. And he doesn't, he's like, oh, no, this is going to make Zach feel a little bit insecure. I'll just hold off. He doesn't give a rip, right? He's going to come in his power and his glory and in his anointing and in his, 
his, his wonder and his splendor and his majesty. And I think this, who am I to try limit the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? And my insecurity flares up and my awkwardness will flare up and I'll just be like, Lord, just, 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 just not too much. Just, just, just tone it down a little bit, Lord. Like, who the heck am I? And I think like in the church, and especially in the Western church, that's, you know, the, the, the I know the mega church gets a big bashing these days, and, but, but we, we fit God into the schedule, into the nine o'clock service, the 10 o'clock service, and the four o'clock service. And if the Holy Spirit moves, we need to shut him down because we've got a service to come. It's like, why are we here? Are we not here for God to get the glory? Are we not here to encounter the Lord? And so it's like, what better do we have to do? You know? It's like, oh, no, the lunch is cooking at home. Let that be a burnt offering before the Lord. All right? You get home and the glory cloud of smoke is in there and you're like, that's your Lord. It's not a heifer, but it's a chicken and I'll give it to you, you know? But I want to say this, that in our humanness and in our rejection and in our insecurities and in all of our frailties, sometimes we can put God in a box and we try to say, no, Lord, don't come this way. And I'll tell you what, this is the spirit of religion. And the spirit of religion has crept into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in such a strong way, in a strong way. And sometimes we can think the religious church is the church with the, you know, the the suit and tie and everyone's, you know, all, you know, no one moves. And yes, that is a form of religion. But I'll tell you what, the spirit of religion moves in modern music and loud noises and lights and, I say, big screens, skinny jeans and smoke machines right? The, the, the modern church, right? The cool hip hype church. The spirit of religion is all over lots of these churches. And I'll tell you why. It's because as soon as we have a form of godliness, but we don't allow the power of God to move, that is religion. That is religion there. It doesn't matter how it looks. We can have a form of godliness. We can have the, the, the service structure. We can have the ways, the systems, the programs, all of these things. But as soon as we uh, push out the power of God and the presence of God for the sake of our structure, religion has come all over that. And God wants to shift out religion, the forms of godliness. And he wants to come in and move in the, 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 the way that he wants to move so that he would get the glory, that all of our hearts would yield unto the Lord Jesus Christ, to the power of the Holy Spirit. And in these days, the Holy Spirit wants to move, man. The Holy Spirit wants to come in power and glory. But you know what the greatest limitation is? It's us. It's our insecurity. It's our, you know, the, 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 the Spirit of God comes in an obstacle. Someone starts to... You know, shake under the power of God, and it's like, oh, it's just not, we pretend like it's not happening. Like, it's like, why? Because it's the, the, the flesh man is roaring. The insecurity is going, oh, don't, 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 oh, pastor, don't speak in tongues. Like, pastor, oh, it's just, I got my new friend here. I'll tell you what, your new friend is not going to get touched by a system or a structure. Your new friend, you know, the world does not need more churches. The world needs God in churches. You, know, you can, if you're new here this morning, I've, I don't want you to come in and, and experience Zach. Well, I touch you in the power of Zach. Like how lame, 
I don't have anything to give you. All I have is Jesus Christ and him crucified by the power of the Holy Spirit that he might grace me and flow through me and use me as a vessel, but use the, the, the church and the power of God. And it, I'll tell you what, it's the power of God that will change your life. It's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the living God that is alive today. And our heart as a church is that we would be pleasing unto God and not pleasing unto man. James touched on this last week. And it's about our, our first and foremost priority is that we would please God. That the church, that our lives would be a place where the Holy Spirit is welcome, where He is allowed to move. And we would much rather please God than please man. Because I'll tell you, the way of man is going more and more and more wicked. Society does not want to hear about righteousness. There's a shift in the realm of the Spirit. I'm not sure if you picked up on this. But in the last six months or so, since the beginning of the year, there has been a turn up in the realm of the Spirit against the church and the face of the planet. Where there is now, the, the, Murray's been talking about this in the conference. He says, the, the world is no longer ignoring the church. They are coming for the church, right? Because the demonic know that their time is short. The enemy knows his time is short. And so the world, when I mean the world, I mean the demonic through the world, comes in and it wants to shut down the voice of the church. It wants to shut up righteousness. It wants to shut up purity. It wants to shut up the manifestations of the Spirit. It wants to shut down the movements of God. And if we are not careful and if we are not in the Word and we are not in intimacy with the Holy Spirit, we will come under that. And the enemy will put us in a straitjacket and we won't speak out about issues of sin, of immorality, of wickedness on the face of the planet today. We won't stand up for righteousness and we'll just say, oh, no, 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 no. The, the world doesn't want to hear that. I say the world needs to hear that. And it's not about being judgmental or condemning because that's never the heart of Christ, but it is about speaking the truth of the gospel. And that the reality of it is there is a heaven and there is a hell. And we can either be like, oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll just keep my mouth shut and I won't say anything. But we will be judged for that because the blood of the world will be on our shoulders of our friends and our family that we do not speak the truth to. And on judgment day, they're not going to be standing there like, oh, I'm just so thankful, Zach, that you never told me about the gospel because it would have made me feel awkward and just like uncomfortable and a little bit harsh and hurtful. They are not going to say that. They're going to, they'll be yelling out, Zach, why did you not say something? Why did you not speak the truth? And we have a responsibility as born-again believers to speak the truth in love, but to speak the truth. And to deny that is to deny the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to speak the truth. And we have to speak with love and kindness and compassion and in the heart of Christ with it too. Now, I've got it written here. We can... You can say, Lord, come bless our finances, but don't mess up our service structures. Right? We love the blessing, but just don't make it awkward. Just don't, 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 don't make it uncomfortable. Don't touch that area of my life. You know I'm struggling with that. Just, 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 just leave that. I'll be okay with that. Say, like, no, God comes 
as an all-consuming fire to come in and burn up all of the dross. That we might come forth as gold. We go through the refiner's fire and he burns up the dross. He burns up the iniquity. And it's not easy. It's not comfortable. The, how many people, like when you touch fire, I don't know, touch fire, but you're around fire, it's hot and it burns and it melts things. And it's not comfortable. It, it, it burns up the pride, the ego, the sin, the compromise, all of these things. And it fades away. And I'll tell you what, that's not comfortable, but that's where we need to be going. Into the refiner's fire that the Lord would purify our hearts that the Lord would come with power, that he would come. And we are not going to be able to carry the presence of God if we're not prepared to carry it. Right? He wants to prepare the bride of Christ to purify, to, to come and do a deep, deep work so that we might be able to carry his glory. Right? You don't give a machine gun to a little kid. Right? There has to be training. You grow. You, there's training. You get your gun license, and you, you you study and you learn, and then you will be equipped to carry that weapon responsibly. It's like the Lord's not going to give me the the, the 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 tremendous power if I'm too immature to handle it, right? And so the Lord is wanting to mature us deep in these days. Come in and move with power, and come and move with might. So the Lord is confronting the boxes. He's pulling down. I th- I, I think if we have boxes that we've put God in and limitations, he's coming to smash them down. Whatever way we've done it, he's coming to bring those things down because he wants our hearts. He wants us. He wants his people. I say, let the spirit of God come in these days. Let the glory of God shine upon his people. Lord, come and move. Come in power. Come in demonstration. Exodus 33 talks about now Moses, the book of Exodus, you know, 33, 34, is such a powerful, those, those two books are powerful. And it's about God revealing who he is in his glory. And I shared about this about a month or so ago, about the presence of God, and about how you know, Moses cried out, Lord, don't, don't send us without your presence. And it's such a powerful revelation that Moses was to cry out, and God says, okay, I will I'll send my presence with you. But in, in Exodus 33, it talks about, you know, Moses says, Lord, show me your glory. And then God says this to Moses. He says, no man can see my face and live. That's the glory of God. If we were to see him in his magnitude, we would be struck dead on the spot. Because our human frailty, we cannot contain the glory of God. Like, how many people have come up to an obstacle with the presence of God, the weightiness, the kabod, the glory is so powerful it's like you just feel like you just crumble in his presence it's like you just it's like you're speechless it's like oh my goodness and then that tape that murray you know uh, that i was talking about that he they recorded back in 1992 he's struggling to get words out and it's like as he's trying to describe what he's just encountered he encountered the, the living creatures. That's the, the glory of the... He talks about eyes, 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 wings, wings, wings. You go back into the scriptures, and that's talking about the, the, the eyes of, that fill the wings of the living creatures. And like we're talking about the God in his throne room that had the seraphim cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Right? And Isaiah chapter 6 
says the throne room shakes at the sound of the angels crying. This is the throne room of God shaking at the sound of the seraphim crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Like the power and the weight of God is so much beyond our human rationale. And it's, it can only be attained by the Spirit. And as, I want to say this, that we need to come up out of the natural, out of the, the soulish, fleshly man. If we want to encounter God in a deep way, we will not encounter Him with our fleshly man, our intellect. It does not matter how smart you are. It does not matter how great your IQ is, how many degrees you have, how much you've studied. It matters about how yielded you are to the Spirit of God, how surrendered we are. The way upwards is down in the presence of God. We yield, we empty ourselves out. It's not about our ego, our oh, but Lord, I've done this for you. I don't care what I've done for you. It's like all of my good works, they just, the book of Isaiah talks about how our righteousness is as filthy rags before God. That's just how glorified and how holy and righteous he is. And we need to come to this place of surrender and yieldedness where we just say, God, I have nothing to give you. I was preparing for this message and I was like, Lord, I don't have anything. Like, Lord, I have nothing. Like, what do I have to even come? Like, Lord, it's just by your grace and your mercy that I am so thankful that I even have a relationship with you and that you have so graced me enough that I can even share your message. And like, like sometimes we can, when we're in the soulish nature, we can get into this entitled mentality where it's like, Lord, the church should be grateful that I'm serving them. God, you should be grateful that I'm here. And I'll tell you what, that just means we are way out of the presence of God. Because when you get into the presence of God, you don't, it's not about entitlement. You realize how just frail and weak and just nothing we are in his presence. And it's not like, oh, Lord, I'm a mere worm and you're like that false sense of humility. Like, you know, that, that's yuck. Like, that's not what we're about because we're redeemed by the powerful blood of Jesus Christ. But when you get in the glory of God, you realize how much greater he is, how big he is and small we are. I hope this is speaking to us. This isn't a, I don't mean this to be a condemning heavy message, but I want us to get, to the place where we realize like just how incredible he is and how much we need him. And we don't have the, I don't have the answers. I don't. But it's only by his grace and his mercy and his goodness that he would come into our church, that he would open up and rend the heavens that we might touch him and experience his glory. And what more could we want in this life? Like when we're in the soul, we get caught up in, carnal things. But when we're in the spirit, we're in the presence of God, it's like, man, like I don't want anything else. Everything fades away. I don't care about my university degree. I don't care about money. I don't care jobs. I don't care about houses, about, you know, respectfully family and all of these things. I care about you and you alone because he is all-consuming. He consumes our heart. No, Jesus never came to establish a religion. He came to establish a kingdom, the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom, there is a king. And what he says goes. And we live in a democracy. 
where we vote in our king or our prime minister and our politicians. The people have a say. Tell you what, in the kingdom of God, man does not have a say, right? When you go back into, you, you read the Old Testament, when the people cried out saying they wanted a king and that wasn't God's plan and Saul was anointed as the king, that was not God's plan to have an earthly king. That was man's decision. And from that day and as society has progressed and progressed and progressed, now we have democracy. And I say, say this, democracy is not God's plan. Oh Lord, we're going to vote in you as our king. Like, who the heck are we? Like, I don't have voting rights in the kingdom of God. Like, I'm not, oh Lord, we're going to have a referendum about this. I'm not sure if revival should come this way. Like, oh, let's go to a binding referendum, right? And we're going to vote on this. And if 62% of us vote that we want cannabis, it's going to come through, all right? <laughs> we, we need to realize that God is bigger and greater. And the kingdom of God, I'm, I'm a citizen in the kingdom of God by his grace. And when he comes, the king comes to reign, and he is seated on that throne. And when we get in that place, it's like, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I bow down and I yield before you because I, have, I am undone in your presence. And it's not about me and, oh, Lord, I want you to come this way and my opinions and my earthly things. It's like, God, you have it all. You have it all. And it's like the king makes the rules. The, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, he comes and he establishes his order. And it's, Lord, Lord you come how you want to come. And Lord, break me until I, uh, I let you come in my life. And like, because we can do it corporately and like when the presence of God comes, the anointing, you know, in a service or the, the, in, a, in an altar call where the power of God comes and there's holy laughter. And see people be like, oh, just... You look at people's faces and people's faces start to get red. It's like, oh, well, she's doing that again. Well, he's doing that again. Just, 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 just stop. And I'll tell you what, that's not God. I'll tell you, that's not the voice of God in your mind saying, shut that person up. That's the flesh. The Bible says the flesh needs to be crucified. And so when someone gets the holy laughter, or like, I'll tell you, this is... Whenever there is a move of God, there is always criticism against the move. Every time. You know, we hear the stories about, you know, even in our church in 1992, many churches rose up against the move of God because they're saying, how can angels come and dance with people and how can the glory come? And there's people are laughing and it's not, God doesn't come like that and all of these things. And I'm just thinking like, who are we? Like, I'm like, I'm like no, 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 God, you don't come like this. Oh, God, your glory. I'm like, God's glory is so much beyond who we are. His ways are higher than our ways. We don't, we don't come to try to put him in this box of like, Lord, you can only move this way because every other way is unbiblical. It's ungodly. Jesus says greater signs you'll do than this. There will be greater signs. And that's in reference to the healing and the, the, the miracles. But I want to tell you this, that the Bible says this, there's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. In the altar call, there is moves of righteousness where there's the refiner's fire. That's a manifestation where it's like you come down, it's like the, the purity of God, and you're undone in His presence. There's peace, there's movements of peace 
There's manifestations where, you know, we've been in four or two altar calls where there's like a, a wave of peace that comes through and it's just like, just the stillness and the peace and the presence of God is there. I'll tell you, what is the manifestation of joy? It has to be laughter. Like, like this isn't the manifestation of joy. Just, uh, it's unbiblical. Uh, yeah, I've got joy, but not like that. Like, I'll tell you, laughter is the expression of joy. It's gladness. It's the lightness in his presence, right? And so people say, oh, holy laughter is unbiblical. And I'm just like, uh, to, to, to say that it's unbiblical, I think, is unbiblical, right? Because it's like the, the presence of God moves through the glory. Like in Acts chapter 2, they were accused of being drunk, right? You don't get accused of being drunk by speaking a foreign language. Tongues came, tongues of fire, and they're saying, oh, these men are drunk. And then they stands up and it's like, no, but this is about nine o'clock in the morning. There's not, they haven't been drinking and all of the, that whole thing. But if someone speaks a foreign language, as the book of Acts says, they were speaking languages that were foreign. That's tongues. If someone, you know, if, if, if Gus, Gus has learned Mandarin, Chinese Mandarin. If I get Gus up and he starts speaking Chinese Mandarin, we're not going to, oh, he's drunk. He knows Mandarin. Like, that's not, that, that's not it, Right? There had to be more expressions, right? And when you get into the presence of the Holy Spirit and he comes in and he, he, he moves in the way that he moves, it's like that, that, that to me is the presence of God moving in signs and wonders and things that are different to what we have in the natural, right? And it's like, I just think there's that religious spirit that will always come in and try to shut down the movements of God, Right? If, if Murray had agreed and be like, no, 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 we're going to shut this down, we would not be here, right? The presence of God moved, and this is the amazing thing, is within three days, the church went from 200 to 800 because the glory came, the anointing came, the presence of God came, and people started coming in. And the Lord spoke to Murray and he said, do not advertise, do not go into the newspapers or into the TVs. He says, if you seek my face, he says, my presence will come and people will come because I am there. And it's the presence of God that attracts people. The world doesn't care. If the world wants great music, they'll go to the nightclubs. If the world wants lights, they'll go to the bars and the pubs and the, all of that. They're not after that, Right? They are after something that they need, which is the power of God to heal, to deliver, to set free, right? And the, 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 the modern church has got it backwards because we've tried to, uh, tried, to, tried to attract the world through our fleshly man, right? But, but by, our, by our music and our lights and all of these things. I'm talking about the modern church. And it's like, oh, we'll, we'll get them in because we've got great graphic design. It's like, man, like that, that's not what attracts the world in. It's the power of God to heal. When they've had traumatic events from their childhood of abuse and neglect and rejection, and alcohol cannot solve that. It only deepens the problem. You know, cigarette addiction, drugs, Illicit relationships, sleeping around, throwing your body around, all of these things, they do not solve anything. The world is looking for answers, but I'll tell you, the, the, the answer is only found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And He is our hope for humanity. He is our one hope. 
the Bible says this, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Right? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So where the anointing of God is, there has to be freedom. There has to be liberty. Right? When we are operating out of control and trying to shut things down, that is not God. That is witchcraft. Trying to shut down the Spirit of God. Trying to control. Trying to intimidate. You go into churches where there's religion and it's about rules and it's about structure, what you can do, what you can't do, and you feel it in the atmosphere. You feel that if you bump over your bottle, you're going to be crucified at the front of the church because the racket is like, it's like, <laughs> that pharisaical spirit comes on, like, murder him, you know? It's like, what did I do? I just, this is an accident. Why? Because the grace of God is not there. It's about the rules and the regulation. It's oppressive. That is not God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It doesn't mean, it doesn't say where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is lawlessness. And it's just all like, just like, you know, out of order. And you've got just things just like, there's, you know, there is, there is godly order. It's not lawless, but there is liberty to set the captives free. I'm not sure if you have seen, anybody know Kenneth Hagin? The older people, the young guy. Yeah, I've listened to the kind of thing. Uh, he's an a older, older guy. I've just, just listened to a bunch of his stuff on YouTube. And when you go into his meetings, uh, you, you, you watch his meetings on YouTube, it's like, wow, like full on. Like the Holy Spirit has moved in such a way that I was like, this is just like, this blows the concept of rationale out of my mind. It's like, it's just the presence of God. It just, just, the Holy Spirit is just moving so much through his ministry. And I was like, man, like, I think the biggest problem with the church is that we don't want that. That's what I believe, is that we actually would prefer not to have the Holy Spirit move how he wants to move because of our insecurities. That's what I believe. And I believe that needs to be confronted. Because it's like we think like we would rather have God in a portion and in a cup that we are comfortable with and, and have it at that measure than allow God to move how he wants to move. And I, I believe in a lot of us, and even in my own life, it's like God, like, okay, I have to yield to this because it's outside of my comfort zone. But, but, the Lord comes in and it's like, Lord, if you want, I just don't want to stand in the judgment seat of Christ. And he said, you would, I, you would have experienced deeper revelations. You would have got deeper healing. You would have got set free from a whole bunch of more things. And your children would have set, got set free. They would have angelic visitations. They would have had healings. And your island would have had revival. And your country would have seen the face of God. But you didn't want me. You didn't want me in how I wanted to come. And just like the kingdom of God, we do not have rights to say how God should and shouldn't move. There is no voting power law. We want you to move in a comfortable way. No, no, no. He comes to take over. Right. Not through invasion. The enemy comes through invasion. God comes through invitation. Right. He's only going to come to how much we allow him to come. Right. And so it's really important that we get this. Now, religion is full of self. Self-preservation, self-righteousness, self-promotion, self-importance, self-dependence. It's self. It's man. It's man-pleasing. But the Spirit of God is about Him. 
what he wants, how he wants, who he wants, when he wants, why he wants, where he wants, all the who, when, where, how, how, all those things you learn in English. He wants all of those things, right? He wants to come, and it's about him. And we need to crucify our flesh, and we need to get down in the presence of God and allow him in. That's the biggest thing we need to do is to allow the presence of God. And it, take, it might be a process. It's like, okay, I'm not there yet, but Lord, I surrender. I surrender and slowly but surely we break down the walls and the boxes that we put around. It's not just one, oh, yeah, yeah, whoa, wow. No, no, no. It's a process, but we have to allow him to do it and to work within us. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Now, Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The key part there, do not conform to the pattern of this world. The church and Christians and the born-again believers are not called to conform their life to please man, to please the world, right? We are meant to be renewed. Our minds are meant to be renewed. That the concept we have of God needs to be renewed daily, 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 daily. The greater revelations, as we go deeper, there are going to be more revelations. It's like, Lord, like, I don't, we're, not, we're not called to conform to how society says the church should operate. Recently, big churches in New Zealand, you know, the media have come after them. The media comes after our church like, every single week. Like, but it's like... The, we're not called to conform to what the world says, the church, how the church should operate. That, it's like the blind leading the, the living, right? It's like you've got your eyesight, you can spiritually see, your, your, your spirit is awake. The world does not have, their spirit is not awake. You know, they're operating out of the song, they say, oh, you, you know, your church shouldn't do this, and your church shouldn't do that. There's a big church in New Zealand, and they just had their big independent review um, come out publicly about how, because there was some reports of all sorts of things that had happened, and they had an independent review, and one of the recommendations from this independent review, and why I say independent, it's important, it wasn't godly counsel, it wasn't other apostolic ministries in New Zealand saying, hey, you can change this up, no, 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 this is just like a secular organization coming in to tell the church how they should operate. One of the recommendations they said was that you should not tithe if you are under 18. It's like, okay, don't do, don't drink, don't smoke and don't tithe. Like, what? It's just madness. Like, it does not make sense. And the worst thing is, is sometimes the church listens, and it's like, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, if God has called us to do something, you push in, and there are gonna be demonic activity that are gonna flare up. I'll tell you what, the church and the media are gonna come into a big, big, big push against each other, and we need to get ready for our personal reputations to get dragged, right? Because we need to die out to that because the world is going to lie and accuse and make all sorts of things that are not even right. Uh, some lady in the church in, uh, that used to be in the church in Christchurch, she got on the radio and her sister is in the church. She's left the church and she started to say all of these things that had happened to her and they were all lies. They weren't even truth, right? And how we know this is her sister said, that stuff never happened to you. What, 
that, that's not even truth. And then her sister said, that the one that went on the, the media, on the radio, through all Christchurch, and said, I know it was lies, but she said, I hate the church and I want it to be shut down. And she was willing to just lie and blaspheme and undermine and criticize that were not even the truth. And to, to, to all the secular people on the radio, why? Because the antichrist spirit within her wanted to shut down the church. And it's like, how just like, and I'll, I'll say this, like, what you hear, don't believe everything you hear on the media, go to the source. And it's like, we need to be willing in these days to have our eyes open and our ears attentive to know what is of the spirit, it's discernment. What is of the spirit and what is of the soul, right? Jesus said this, where is it? Matthew 10, 22, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures till the end will be saved. And I think we are getting to days where the church is going to be hated. You know, years ago, it was a great thing to be in the church. You're an upright citizen, you had integrity, you were honest, people trusted. Now the, the, the ball game has shifted, right? It's not a great thing in the eyes of, oh, you're a homophobe. Oh, you're, you're anti-woman's rights. All of these things that they accuse, they try to label you. That's how the enemy operates. He'll give you a label. And as soon as you're labeled, you're canceled. It's cancel culture. It's, oh, you know, you're 10 years older, you believe in God, oh, we've already canceled you. It's like, God doesn't cancel people. That's not the spirit of the Lord. He's a redemptive God. No matter what we've done, you're not canceled, right? That's the way of the world. But God in his redeeming grace and in his glory, he comes to redeem us, right? That's the heart of God. That's it. And like, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect or the church is perfect. You know, we, we, we need God. We need his grace, right? But we're getting, the world doesn't have forgiveness. There's no forgiveness in the world these days. It's just like you either do it right once or if you do it wrong, you're finished. And that's not the heart of God. That's not Christ. And we need to get ready in these days to come across intense persecution. And God is going to test, and we've been talking about this, the persecution comes to refine our hearts. And the bride of Christ is not from the world. The bride of Christ lift out of the church, Right? And it's those that are willing to go deep in intimacy and fellowship and allow him to deal with the idols in our life. Like some of us, our biggest idols is our, our reputation or our name. We don't, we're not actually willing to allow our name to be dragged or to be pulled down. You know, and I think we need to come to that place where you have to give that up. You have to give that up because if you deny Jesus before men, he will deny you before his Father in heaven right? And I am willing now, like, I come to the place where I say, Lord, it does not matter what people say about me. Like, and, and that's a process. It's a daily thing, right? Because the flesh man gets up and says, like, oh, I don't want to be known as something I'm not. Like, I don't want to be lied about. And it's not, it's not pleasant. It's not like people say, oh, you're a homophobe. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, it's, that's not it. Or people say, oh, you, 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 uh, you're judgmental, you're condemning, or you're weird, you're wacky, all of these things. And it's like, oh, maybe I'm weird and wacky, who knows? But it's like, it's like okay, like, but as long as I'm pleasing him. And that's it. That's got to be a heart, as long as we please him, as long as our heart is right before him. And we've got to keep in mind eternity. Life is but a vapor. I, look, I, I, I take great inspiration from our forefathers in the faith. The 12 apostles, Paul, 
you know, the, they lived lives that were sold out, right? They were threatened to go to jail, threatened to be killed, threatened to all of these things, uh, to, to be taken away, and all of these things happened to them. And then they were thrown in jail, and then they were beaten. And then, you know, Paul talks about, I've, I've known what it is to have plenty and have nothing, and to be shipwrecked, and to I bear the scars of Jesus Christ on my back, and all of these things. And I'll tell you what, like, that's great inspiration. Because it's like, these that they were sold out. And when we surrender to God, we surrender to God. And it's like, hey, people are going to, like, you get criticized for doing anything on earth today. I'm not sure if you saw a post on the Rarotonga community page. Uh, the YWAM were doing um, free haircuts, free barber cuts. Like, great, great initiative for the community, right? All these comments. No, you're robbing from local businesses, da 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 And it's like, come on. Like, I, like, I, don't, I don't care if you, like, like, I don't care what your opinion of whether you're pro free haircuts or pro paying for your haircuts. I don't care. What I'm trying to say is whatever you do, you're going to get judged. Whatever you do, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, here's a, here's a funny one. I saw one of um, Tina's posts about um, in the community. And some guy comments on there, you're not following the fourth commandment. And like, like which is to honor the Lord of the Sabbath. And I was like, are you serious? Like, here's a great initiative to help a, a, a mama out that's, you know, impoverished and uh, getting the community. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you're not following the fourth commandment. It's like, what type of a religious spirit is that? It's just that the world is just, whatever we do, we're going to get judged. So we might as well be judged for the presence of God. We might as well be judged that we bear the stripes and the, the reputation of Christ. Man, what an honor. What an absolute honor and a privilege that we get to be judged according to Him. That we get to be persecuted with Him. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.otonga.com. Until next time.